millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to Made by Mamas, the podcast. I'm Zoe. And I'm Georgia. And we're here talking all things parenthood, tips and tricks, products we love, and brands that we can't live without. Let's get into it. Happy Friday! Happy Friday! Oh my gosh, this subject that we're going to be talking about today is bringing me so much laughter. I'm just reading through the questions and although obviously we have a little chat, I cannot wait to get into them. It's like everyone is going through the same stuff at the same time. Yeah, I mean this is one of our favourite subjects, isn't it? Because it doesn't matter what we do or how we try and deal with them, our toddlers behave in... they just behave like knobheads basically don't they let's be honest a lot of the yeah. time not all of the time but a lot of the time they do in fact your mate I'm looking at your mate Frankie who sent a message going why are they such <laughs> knobheads and it's like yeah sometimes they really can behave like that and um yeah there's no like method to their madness and I think that's why they're so difficult to manage yeah exactly there's no pattern and I think when we had our you know Luna and Axel we thought right okay we've learned the method we know you know we know how to handle it when we have an have another child Mm. but they're just so unpredictable yeah like at literally at the moment I mean I'm making a joke out of it but at the time it obviously feels quite worrying but then you you know when you step back from it you realize okay if she was really hungry she would eat Mm. but Gigi will Basically, like one week, she will eat so much, like loads, like three portions at breakfast, you know, loads of lunch, loads of dinner. And then the next week, last week, she basically didn't eat a meal at all mm. for a Was she constipated week. last week? Was that her week where no, she didn't poo? No, this is the thing, you know, and you just think, God, there's actually no rhyme or reason mm. here. Mm. And um, she was with my mum for a couple of nights and my mum was like, I've got all her favourites. I've got her sushi. I got Nando's, like all the things, like chips, mm. you know, all those things that you think, right, if they don't eat, they'll definitely eat this. And you know what she did? So my mum had just bought like some of the little cucumber sushi, you know, like you get on the counter in the supermarket. And um, she was like, Ugh, disgusting, right, with my mum. And then we got in the car and left and she went, mm, Gigi eats sushi now. <laughs> oh, and my mum, and then I phoned my mum, I said, look, like she's actually eating the sushi. She said she, she had been trying to get her to eat that for two days oh, and wow. she point blank refused. What is going on? I don't understand. Yeah, I think um, I, I think that, I mean, that is worrying at the time, isn't it? Especially when it comes to nutrition because yeah. um, you, you just want them to eat and you want them to eat well and you want them to give, get in their five a day and there's so much pressure. And, you know, for like days on end, they'll just be eating 
you know, beige food and yeah. you know, or no food. Um, That's the other thing, isn't it? That's another trap that I've definitely fallen into is where Gigi's quite small and people comment on it. And even just going back to, you know, when the health visitor used to come around and yeah. be like, oh, she's really little. Um, you kind of have it in your head. I don't care where the calories are coming from. Yeah. I just want her to have the calories. Yeah. But then they end up, I mean, if you're given crisps and sweets and chocolate, of over some avocado, you're definitely going to pick the sweets and chocolate, oh, especially you? over you avocado. Know? I mean, I know I'm supposed to love <laughs> you it. Like, it don't eh, you? Eh, I'll, have, I'll have it in a smoothie, <laughs> but if you put it on my plate, I'm going to chuck it back at you. <laughs> but yeah, I had fallen into that trap yeah. of giving her way yeah. too many snacks. Um, oh God, yeah, yeah, the snacks, the snack. I mean, that's a whole other subject that we like to discuss as well. Um, I'm going through it a little bit with Kit. I'm just, I'm just want to start off by saying how grateful I am that I, I didn't have another girl for this reason because <laughs> Luna's tantrums and her toddler behaviour was far more extreme than Kit's. Now, I'm not saying that that's just to do with gender. I'm just saying in my scenario, I feel yeah. had I produced another female version of myself, <laughs> but a tiny one, it would have all gone tits up. So um, he, he doesn't do those like full-blown tantrums where he's like beating his fists. I don't get any of that, but I just get this complete stubbornness from him where I yeah. try and tell him to do something. Please put your shoes on. Please put your shoes on. And he just point blank refuses. He won't brush his teeth. He won't get off the floor. He just wants to sit in his poo. Like he's so stubborn. So oh I, 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 even though I don't get those extremes of like, you know, the screaming, I find this, oh God, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. It is because, you know, like the methods you have when they go into that like full on tantrum is just to calm them down and then yeah. talk to them after where it sounds like Kit's already calm. <laughs> He's already like, yeah, I'm just not doing it. Yeah, I'm just I'm not going to do it. And it. then, but obviously with Kit comes the physicality. So he quite frank, he, um, he quite often will hit me, like smack me across the face or like punch me or or he has mm. been known to bite me or pull my hair. And it's a lot more physical than it was with Luna. So I guess, it, yeah, it's just it's just riding the waves. It is, exactly. <laughs> so we've had so many questions. Um, so shall we just get to them? So if you don't um, know what we're talking about here, we're talking about toddler behaviour today. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> right, go on, G. Um, right, Move let's jump in. Oh, here we go. This is a good one for you, Zoe. 14 months old biting, ignore or tell off? Oh, God. Um, it's really hard to know what to do there. But I was told, and this seemed to work with Kit, obviously biting is a phase. It's a form of frustration that they go through mm. when they can't articulate themselves, especially at 14 months. Probably not talking, obviously, at 14 months. I should, Yeah, they start talking at what, eight? I mean, who knows? 18 months around that time. So it, it, that that 14 month old will be very frustrated without being able to communicate properly. So I always used to pull him up on it because I feel like that was my way of identifying to him that it was not okay. So I would just keep it very, very calm and just say your teeth are for eating, not for biting. That was a good Mm -hmm. one. Um, And some people say bite back. That wasn't a method that I wanted to go through. But like my child mind is like, oh yeah, Hannah did it once. I just bit her arm and she never did it again. (laughs) And I was like, I feel like that's a generational thing. I wouldn't recommend doing that, but. Yeah, the thing is though, it's one of them, isn't it? Whatever works for you. Like yes. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna be there to judge someone if they fake bite their kid back in the playground. Oh I'll god no. All oh, right, that's you know, that's just what that's just what they do. That's fine. Um I'd probably bite too hard if I tried, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> but then you like you do go through your head, don't you? Like if you do bite your if you do bite your kid back if they're biting a lot, is that just showing them that, yeah. that that's it's like hitting, isn't it? I never two know wrongs. what to do. Yeah. Two wrongs, do two I don't wrongs know. make a right. I know, it's so confusing. Um, George, 
Where to start? Little boy, 20 months, demolishes everything, doesn't play, just wrecks. <laughs> oh, God, I hear you. Do you know what? Yeah, I think I had this with Axel, actually. And I reckon if you go back and listen to the podcast around that time, I would have probably been saying exactly the same thing. And at the time, we were chatting to some play experts and they said the best thing to do is obviously leave them because they're, you know, they're playing and they're exploring, but don't overwhelm them with too much so like only set up like I don't know get their dinosaurs out or get their dolls out or get you know whatever it is that they play with but just have that out so they can only wreck that small kind of section and also kind of show them how to play you know demonstrate don't be like oh come over here look this is what you do but if you just sat there I don't know playing trains or whatever then they look and they learn and they kind of think oh okay so that's what you do with it but I do think again it's like a phase isn't it it's just them exploring and learning um but yeah for your own sanity just get a few things out otherwise it can feel like a lot to tidy up that is great great (laughs) advice George actually and I think if they're in a playroom environment where everything is out on show or they've gone around to a friend's house for a play date and that you know it's too much stuff it's Mm. almost like a whirlwind they're just like the the, the Tasmanian devil they're just (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, Kit does it. I regularly go in and go, why have you, you know, why have you sort of smashed the shop over and emptied the contents of the till <laughs> just for fun? And he's like, yeah, just for fun. I'm like, well, you're a little shit. So please don't do that. <laughs> As long as they're not going around, yeah, as long as they're not going around smashing up hotel rooms (laughs) when they're 18, we'll be all right, won't we? Um, This is from Steph. My toddler just cries every time something doesn't go his way. I explain all he has to do is talk. That is absolutely behavior that is completely on for that age like so normal so frequent so Mm -hmm. um we hear it so so common so don't feel that you are in the minority you are absolutely not and it is so frustrating as a parent Mm -hmm. to be like you know use your words use your words use your words but that is literally about them pushing their boundaries that is about them saying to you I'm going to give you this reaction so that I firstly get some attention from you and secondly, get what I want. So there are two things I think you can do here. Um, If it's becoming, you know, a real problem, which it sounds like it is, you can either say to them that sort of, that sort of behavior or that sort of noise or that sort of language isn't going to, you know, it's not going to have the effect or you just ignore them because eventually they'll get bored. I sometimes just ignore him and he'll just be, and it's really, really hard. (laughs) But then eventually he just wanders off because he's like, oh, I'm not getting any reaction here. Yeah. I was getting, do you know what? I still have it with Axel and he's coming on five. He will whinge or cry. But sometimes I notice that he's probably been asking me you know mummy mummy and I've ignored him and there's he's got to that stage because he thinks okay if I get to that stage then I know I'm going to get her attention totally um so yeah like it's it's just about kind of saying I just say to him I can't understand you when when you're you know when you're whinging I can't understand um just speak normally and then he does and obviously we get somewhere but yeah it's so normal (laughs) and also I think the more attention you give it like oh no what you know what's wrong and why Mm. you you know why are you doing just go like don't understand you when you're doing that right next and just move it on they're just like oh well well, it just completely takes the wind out of their sails yeah definitely a three-year-old is constantly hitting one-year-old both boys tried everything going on for six months now oh do you know what Gigi does this to Axel yeah all the time she 
she, oh my gosh, she she winds him up. She does things to wind him up. And again, I think it's an attention thing. It's because she can't communicate what she wants to say to him. Like she's getting there, but she can't fully, she just wants his attention. You know, when yeah. he comes in from school, she just wants to be like, look at me, I'm here. And half the time he's like, yeah, I know you are. And I don't want to speak to you. Um, <laughs> he's like, so like James in that, isn't he? So like Judgy James. Yeah, like, yeah, okay, I can see you. I can hear you, but I'm not going to do anything about it. Yeah. Um, so yeah I think it's again it's the attention thing and maybe explain to your three-year-old um you know just acknowledge you know acknowledge that he's there and then obviously say no you know no hitting it's not kind be nice all of that kind of stuff but again I really so much stuff comes down to communication and attention um and if you kind of think of that every time something's going on then you might be able to work out how to kind of not stop it because it's really difficult to stop it but at least manage it but also there is a bit of a jostle going on mm. between you know siblings it happens and yeah. I think for such a long time I would like try and micromanage it um mm. you know stop being so rough with each other and all the fighting and the wrestling that goes on in this house it gets you know it's fine for a while and then suddenly Kit's taken a chunk of Luna's hair out or yeah. scratched her on the face or you know she's pushed him over and he's banged his head against the table and then it's serious so I try mm. and leave them to, to try and figure it out and actually out. it was quite bad for a while I mean Luna was virtually bald on one side of her head because the amount of hair that Kit had pulled out um and so I had to be quite firm, but they have got through the other side now. So yeah. I would just say like, we, me and George don't have the magic answer to this because if we did, no. we'd be absolutely loaded. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I think it's just about, like Georgia said, staying calm and, you know, using the right language around it and just saying, you know, hitting is not kind. That is not what we do. And you can always yeah. use the naughty step and things like that if you want. I mean, the naughty step really works on Kit. Yeah. And, and you know what as well, if the older one's getting involved, because I Axel, he just, he he almost doesn't have that in his nature um and I mean it's a good thing in some ways but also you don't want someone to be a walkover do you so but if they are getting involved I always try and say you know I always try and remind Axel how much older he is than Gigi how much stronger he is and just to be mindful of that and also that they copy everything their older sibling does. So it's almost like, you know, if you if you want to be hit, if you want her to keep hit, hitting you, if you hit her back, that's what she's going to do. So yeah. like, let's just not. Yeah, let, let's just leave it, shall we? <laughs> let's just not do <laughs> Yeah. How do you get them to listen? Oh my God. I mean, geez. how do you get your husband to listen? How oh do you get anyone God. to listen? <laughs> the listening thing. Do you have that in your house? Like do you, when you ask Axel to do something or Gigi, I, I guess Gigi's a bit too little to kind of, really do it first time is she or um I don't know they tell me at nursery that she's really good at listening and I'm like "Mm, yeah that's cool she's just not at home yeah can 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 you teach me what's going on here but yeah do you know what it's normally Axel I find it so frustrating I don't know if you get this but if he's watching tv and you ask him something and he's it's like he's not even like he can't even hear the sound Mm. of your voice he's Mm. so zoned in Mm. um and that, yeah, I find that frustrating. But yeah, listening, how, how, how is that in your house? Well, I mean, Luna's amazing because she's just a perfectionist. So she would never want to upset mm. anyone or, you know, t- t- too much sometimes. And I think, well, she, she might need to loosen up a little bit on things just because, mm. you know, she just wants to get everything right all the time. So I ask her to go and brush her teeth and she's already up the stairs before I finish. You know, things oh. like that. Brilliant. Kit, as I said, is completely the opposite way. So it, there'll be periods where I'll be like, Kit, can you go and get your shoes? Kit, can you go and get your shoes? Kit, can you get your shoes? And eventually I'm like bollocking him 
and you know calmly I'm not yelling but I get very very firm I have to be firm with him because I don't know if anyone else feels this but sometimes I feel like I've got zero control like zero control and Mm. when they sort of club in together and there's three of them and I'm trying to get them into their pajamas after the bath and no one's getting into their pajamas and it can send you absolutely like bonkers in your head can't it yeah, you feel like you're just repeating yourself. Oh, my God. Come on, get dressed, get dressed, get dressed, get dressed, brush your teeth, brush your teeth, take your pajamas. Oh, my goodness. Like, yeah. uh, if again, if we had money for every time we said those those phrases, we would be, I mean, on a yacht in Ibiza somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be nice. The oh. other day I had to send them all to their rooms and I, I just <laughs> sent them all up and I was like, get in your rooms. And I was like, and don't come down until you've had to think about it. And they all sat on their beds. And actually, sometimes I think, because I'm the soft touch and Dozer is much, much sort of, stricter than yeah, I am but, I but I but I think once I go they know they're in they're in trouble so yeah I think uh, I don't know how to get them to listen but I think um you you at some point then have to really come down to their level and say if you don't do this this is what's going to happen I always think threatening to take away toys is always quite a good one <laughs> yeah get the black bin sack that always works <laughs> I'm always like, it's all going in the bin that's it um, now this, so this is for, I don't know who this is from I think this is from Jodie um toddler head head bangs things when frustrated and hurts herself now this is so difficult isn't it yeah really really difficult and this is one thing that Chris and Rose we have obviously done uh, loads of episodes with them in the past but toddler tantrums or testing twos that we did with them um, they talk about you know it's absolutely fine to let your child kind of have a tantrum but you've got to make sure that they are in a safe space and not hurting themselves if your toddler is choosing to hit you know, her head against the wall or wherever she's choosing to hit it and it's hurting herself, that's really, really, really tricky. Um, So, I mean, for me, it would be about making sure that they can't do that at that point, whether it was like picking them up and cuddling them or taking them away from that or, you know, sitting with them and kind of rocking them and just kind of making sure that they're okay. I don't know if this is in like full-blown tantrum or if this is, you know, she just does it and then comes back to you with an egg on her head. Yeah. Chris and Rose always say, don't they, if you see the danger, just try and take them away from the danger first and then do you know all all your other tactics of calming down they come second always Uh, like my two hit themselves in the head with their fist and go look mummy boosh and I'm like yeah what are you doing you little nutters (laughs) what is that (laughs) I don't know for a phase of doing that as well it's really weird I reckon it must be like some kind of developmental look I can actually hurt myself if I want to what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Yeah, interesting, (laughs) interesting. This is interesting. How to deal with the new favourite, I hate you, mummy. Oh, oh my gosh. So for ages, when this was going on, I would be like bottom lip would come out and I would, I don't know what I was, it was almost like I was a toddler. I was like, oh, well that hurts, mummy. And he was like, well, I don't care. So I hate you, mummy. And I'd be like, oh, Kit, you've really upset mummy. And on Luna, Luna would come rushing over and be like, Kit, say sorry to mummy on kit he was like really just do not care that I've hurt you because he doesn't have the emotional capacity to understand that and also it's kind of teaching him that when he says something like that it has an effect on me yes for ages I was and I think someone gave this advice a piece of advice to us to say that absolutely not do they get to hurt you and upset you emotionally face to face to be like you Mm. can say to them when you say stuff like that to mummy it really hurts you've really upset me but it's not lip comes out oh you've upset me mummy's going to cry it's not that yeah yeah no I actually pretend to cry a lot and um, (laughs) I think 
I think they find it funny. Yeah. So yeah, it does. It does. It backfires. It's almost, yeah. it, it's like one of those, isn't it? It's like you, you show face and then you can go and cry in your room after if you want to. Yes. But you can't let them see that they're getting to you. You can explain to them that what mm. they've said is hurtful and, and, you know, that's not kind. And I don't want you to, I don't want you to say anything like that ever again. But you need to be, I think you need to be very firm and very strong and move it on. So that, yes. it's, you know, it's the same as in the playground. Like if someone mm-hmm. came up to you and said something nasty to you, I would be like, say what you want, mate, you know, and just try and be as strong as I could face to face. Yeah. I wouldn't want them to see that they'd destroyed me. Because it's one of, it's that thing, isn't it? it they don't know. They just want no. any reaction. Yeah. Whatever the reaction is, it's exactly the same. Whether you're really happy with them or really upset with them, they've yep. still got that reaction. Yeah. We'll be right back after the short break. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. So welcome back, uh, back to this episode of Made by Mamas. Where were we? <laughs> this is something we can relate to. Any tips on getting a three-year-old to eat a proper hot meal, not just sandwiches, beige food? Oh, gosh. <laughs> I think we've all been there, haven't we? Yeah. With toddlers refusing things. I mean, even the go-to favourite foods, like I said before, they can one week decide they like and the next decide they don't like. So I think the whole thing is to not be disheartened. And so, like, how how long have you been putting broccoli on the side of Kit's plate? Oh, my God, and yes. And he's just refused it, but now he eats it, right? Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't believe it. That that was one of the highlights of my life, seeing him. Do you know how many florets of broccoli I've... Uh, I could basically have had like a broccoli field growing in my garden with the amount of broccoli I've had to chuck in the bin. Um, but then he did it the other day. In terms of tips, I think... Um, like variety is key would you say that George and also not being disheartened if they Mm. don't eat it if they don't eat it like put down a spaghetti bolognese no child is going to turn their nose up at that with cheese on the top that's like a a, a, (laughs) loads of cheese loads just get the cheese on top Um, and then if they don't eat it they don't eat it and it's one of those ones where people will give you that piece of advice and we've spoken to so many experts haven't we George that that Mm. they all say the same thing if they refuse their evening meal there isn't another option yeah, like it's not- yeah, that's what I was going to say. Yeah. And also make sure they're hungry at mealtime. Yes. So I have to do this with Gigi, like cut out the snacks. And then I do find she eats her meals a lot better. But also, like if they love, I don't know, they love a, a crusty roll or, or a piece of bread, then maybe give them like a bolognese and then put like, I don't know, a couple of pieces of garlic bread or whatever on the side. So there's yeah. something familiar with something they don't normally like. But also, do you know what? Like I know I love cooking, but... 
ready meals, like the little dish meals, the, you know, Annabelle Carmel meals, then yeah. you can just put them in the microwave. You've only spent 30 seconds creating that or three minutes or whatever it is, putting it in front of them. So you're not going to feel like if they've chucked, you know, chucked it on the floor for five days in a row, you're not going to get completely disheartened and give up. Um, I do think I, I really, for for trying to get a, a child to eat something, I really do think a really a good way to do it is by using the ready meals because you're not if you've slaved you know slaved making a meal for like an hour and a half and then they just chuck it on the floor. There's only so much of that you can take um, <laughs> before you start so, yeah. feeding them fish fingers every single <laughs> yeah, night. I remember when I was going through exactly. that, I was like, "What's on the menu? Fish fingers." <laughs> fish fingers. <laughs> to be fair, I got the nice cod ones and they ate them, and I was like, "Well, you know, there's a good bit of fish in here." Hopefully, well, exactly. It's nothing wrong with fish fingers. Oh, Come I, on. I grew up them and I still bloody I love, love a fish them. finger wrap now I tell you yeah how do you keep patient when you're being pushed to your absolute max and that's from Katie that is the biggest learning I've ever been it through. is yeah I was gonna say that does that that's not something you can just read a book on and then come away and just switch on I think it's gradual and I think, I don't know, I guess it's what works for you. I just try and take myself out of the situation. So I just kind of walk out of the room, even just go to the toilet, like, or go and get a glass of water or go and make myself a cup of tea just to like reset. It's almost like, right, okay, I'm getting to this point now. I just need to reset and come back down. Um I feel yeah. I feel quite ashamed of some of my behavior during the period where I was going through the early menopause and my rage was so savage it was you know I couldn't help what was going on with me but I definitely took it out on the kids in terms of me yelling at them a lot and I would go from zero to 60 in seconds and you know I had no control over that like I was I, I'm not a shouter I'm not I'm not an aggressive you know I'm not an angry person but I've just found myself getting more and more angry about things and it was really really bad for me like my heart palpitations were bad and it was just a combination of it all really and I think um when they're behaving a certain way and you're not getting the result you want. And we, t- we go back to this sort of repetitive asking, repetitive asking, repetitive asking. It can really tip you over the edge. Yeah, and If can. you're trying to bring a child back down from there and you're also, you know, c- quite heightened at that point, it is full on. And I think like George said, the advice that, uh, you know, George was giving me was, remove yourself from that situation like make sure that they're okay and go and go for a wee or you know pop into another room and just take a few deep breaths in the bathroom just gather your thoughts and then come back out ready for it because it's in that those explosive moments that start I mean I would just burst into tears in front of them I mean it was just it was just an awful 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 few months when I couldn't get that under control Um, but yeah I would say I'm much calmer now but it's much easier now we're getting to a point where it is you know it's just a better phase for us. So yeah, I, I, I hear you uh, and I don't have the answer, but I think like George has said, those tips are really good to just kind of take yourself away and have a have a moment, have a breath. Yeah, there is like, there really is nothing wrong with like taking yourself out of the room for five minutes, as long as they're safe and you, and, and you really need that kind of escape. Um, I think, yeah, it's really important. But also the, mo- the most important thing actually to take away from it is that it's so normal and ev- and don't feel bad about it because like Zoe said, you will come out the other side. I mean, Gigi's coming up to at the moment. It's really difficult. She can be really difficult. And it's just almost acknowledging that. Um, and then you might find that you don't get yourself so worked up because you just have that understanding that, okay, yeah, this is hard, but I know it's not going to last forever. And I just need to remain calm. Yeah, really good, really good advice. Why are they such knobheads? I love that. <laughs> That's my favourite question. 
We're not sure. Uh, 20 month old biting and smacking other children completely unprovoked. How to prevent? Definitely go back and listen to the Testing Twos um, podcast that we did with Chris and Rose because there's loads in there. They explained exactly why they do it and, um, you know, the, de- the developmental part of that behavior because mm-hmm. I think sometimes that can put your mind at rest that mm-hmm. you haven't just got like a child who's who's a bully because you really haven't and at, at that age we can't we can't control what they do all of the time mm. yeah I guess it's just about our reaction and how we handle it and um, yeah. obviously with those with those situations it's really important and Chris and Rose will say the same thing it's really important to stay very very calm and explain to them that that is not okay and that's not and you know you can punish a child for you can put them on naughty steps you can send them to your room wherever it is whatever sort of method you have in your home whatever works for your families they need to make they need to know that when they do something like that there is a result and that might be losing a toy or you know having a toy taken away for a few days or whatever it is that you decide but I think mm-hmm. as parents we're quite frightened to discipline our children it's almost like I mean I was disciplined really firmly as a child I mean I remember it my dad was he, you know soft touch sometimes but he could be very firm but I liked mm-hmm. having those boundaries because I knew you know we flooded the bath once on purpose <gasps> I mean and it was like like cascading through the ceiling and we lived in like an old house and it was like my dad went I mean we were in serious serious trouble for that and I remember yeah. only being about seven doing it just oh being like this is funny just um, pushing the boundaries just pushing the boundaries so I think even mm-hmm. at 20 months you know they have to start learning what's what's okay and what's not okay and you need to back yourself on that don't be frightened to be very 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 firm with them on it and consistent they need to see consistent behavior yeah I mean I know 20 months they might not understand the concept but I do always try and talk to Gigi about it I'm like yeah. that's not kind if you act like that you know that you, your friends won't want to play with you yeah that's what I always try and instill like yeah. just just be kind like, it, you wouldn't like it if someone did that back to you no exactly um so yeah I mean it's 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 a tricky one isn't it there's one here tips on teaching good manners around eating and food oh I mean we have not nailed this <laughs> we had dinner as a family last night sat outside Kit was um didn't have any clothes on because it was so hot and he just spent the entire um meal either showing us his bum um talking about his stinky dinky dell which is what he calls his willy and um he was just shouting at us going all right you big poo poo heads i'm gonna poo poo on your facey and i was like oh my god where is he learning this stuff from because it's not from that like what is that what they're saying at school to each other Oh, don't. I mean, we had we had this thing with mealtimes <laughs> for so long where it was just carnage. Yeah. And like me and James were just looking at each other like, this just isn't fun. No. This just isn't enjoyable. But I do think like in terms of like tips for, you know, getting them to behave at mealtimes, I think you just got to get them to enjoy it at first. Like I think that's but that is the most important thing, like is getting them to getting to enjoy it, especially at a toddler age. Like you want them to sit down, enjoy, you know, enjoy being around the table, enjoy sitting down, eating with you. And then I think like the manners almost come second um, to that because when they go to school, they do have to, you know, they do yes. have to sit down at lunchtime yep. and they do have to use a knife and fork. And I think almost it's that preschool age where those kind of things come into play a bit more. But I just think at the toddler 
toddler stage it's just about having a nice time isn't it really yeah and for anybody listening think that thinking that they've got the toddler that behaves really badly all the time I was told a couple of days ago that Kit had to have six timeouts during his session at preschool six in front of everyone she told me and I was like that <laughs> Come along, Kit. Let's go. What have you been up to today? So it definitely isn't just you. And also, I think we just all need to keep in our heads that this is a phase. And I know I hate saying that. And it is going to end. It feels like it's never going to end. It will. It absolutely will. Yeah, it really will. Like we said, hopefully they're not smashing, you know, smashing the place up when they're like 18 years old. Thank God for that. We'll be okay. We'll just be aggressively drinking between now and then just to make sure that we're okay. You'll Uh, find Sarah and I (laughs) on an island by ourselves. (laughs) That'll What's happened it. to your toddlers? Mm, I don't know. <laughs> don't care either. <laughs> not, not sure. Don't speak to him anymore. <laughs> um, we're going to do products, aren't we? Listen, thank you for all your questions. As always, such a treat. And I'm sorry that we can't get through them. It's obviously a subject that we need to go into again. So perhaps we'll, um, we'll, we've will we'll got a few more experts on our list that we haven't managed to t- chat to um, as yet. So maybe we can get them on the podcast and we can answer the rest of them. I think that'd be really interesting. Yeah, it's always a popular topic. But we are going to get to our products for today, yes. aren't we? I'm going to kick us off because we all need a few products to help us deal with our toddlers, don't we? Um, and so, so something that so many of us talk about is that stage where they don't want to be in the buggy anymore, but they're not quite ready to go on the long walks, maybe like on the school run, or you know they can't scoot or ride their bike for a long period of time. So I am trying out a new carrier from Baby Bjorn, which is called the Harmony. And it basically goes on your back, because what I was finding on the school run, Gigi could scoot there fine but on the way back when we're maybe in a bit more of a rush because I need to get back for meetings I'm then carrying her and carrying the scooter (laughs) so now I just put this on I can put her on my back and then carry the scooter as well um so yeah any you know any any kids who you know want to be carried all the time it's quite a good solution it's really lightweight as well so you can obviously just wear it and it's no biggie if they don't end up going in it love that so yeah okay um this is a this is a toy that actually we got given um for kit's third birthday from his grandma um it's called the micro excavator and hard hat um, she got it from Smith's Toys. Um, I think it's about 50 quid, but he literally, in terms of like cost per, per use, he has been <laughs> on it all day, every day in the garden. It's almost like he's on a building site digging up the rubble. It's really cute. Sometimes I come out and he's like, morning, Mr. Ball. I'm like... <laughs> I'm not Mr. Ball. Oh, so does I'll he just sit on it? Yeah, it sits on it, but it's like, <gasps> yeah, you can like, it, it's got like a, a claw, like a digger claw, which like claws up the mud. And um, he wears his little hard hat and it's, yeah, it's possible. I'm going to get a photograph of him on it because it's very cute. That's so cool. I feel yeah. like Gigi would love that. Oh no, she'd love um, it. Yeah, I might look into that. Um, So this is something we've posted on Instagram and my mum actually got it for Gigi from Amazon and it's a sink, but it has running water. Um, Gigi's always wanting to wash her hands. I think it's probably like, you know... (laughs) after this year everywhere you go you have to wash your hands don't you so she's kind of got into that but it drives me mad so it's just a little plastic sink I think it's about 30 quid you can probably get it cheaper maybe in other places but you fill it up with water underneath but then that keeps the tap running so you can just keep putting the water on and obviously it goes back and then it goes back up again Um, and it's got like you know little bits to do pretend washing up but it's so nice at the moment obviously the, the weather's hot but even if you had it inside it's not loads of water to go yeah. everywhere it's only going to ever be a little bit so 
that is been a great buy for us yeah love that um i'm going to give a special shout out to micro scooters today because obviously you and i have been such big fans of the products we've been buying them for years and years and years for the kids um and we actually just got gifted um a scooter each didn't we one for isla um did you get one for axel or Gigi? i got one for axel yes we had them for the younger ones already but it's just one of those things you could get i got Gigi got hers for her first birthday yeah with yeah. a little seat on it and you know Axel could technically still be using his first one now yeah um, so yeah we just really rate we really rate them as a product and yes they are on the sort of more expensive side of you know of the scooters but I I got um, do you remember the scooter that that the wheels lit up and I think I got it from yes. Amazon and it was about 30 quid and to be fair that worked for about six months and then it just fell apart um, mm. so I think you know with these you're spending around 100 and 110 quid but they just last and last and last and obviously yeah, Axel's you- gone on to two wheels now Isla's on two wheels like it's yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, he still rides his three-wheeler to school. Do you know what I mean? Because it, he's just, a lad. It, because, yeah, yeah, he wants to change it up. But yeah, they do. They really last. Um, now, this is just like a little thing that I try and always have in my bag. And it's from Crayola. They do Peppa Pig ones. They do um, Paw Patrol ones. And it's basically mess-free colouring. So you can buy a pack and it comes with the little pens. But as with a lot of felt tips, if they draw on anything other than the paper, no colour will come out. Yeah. So great for if you're eating in restaurants, but also just at home. Like I know that I can sit Gigi at the table and almost leave her. Whereas if she has normal felt tips, I feel like I need to yeah. like, watch her like a hawk. Yeah. Um, so yeah, really good. I think they're about five, five, six pounds for a pack. So yeah. really good value as well. Brilliant. And Love all it. that. Um, <laughs> so we're going to be back on Tuesday with another amazing podcast. Um, if you haven't listened to this Tuesday's episode, with Rose and Rosie make sure you do that as well it's such a fantastic conversation Um, as always we would love you to rate, review and subscribe or follow the podcast yeah and please do keep your messages coming any suggestions any gripes you're having that we might be able to you know like cover as a topic on the podcast then please just drop us a DM we're on at Made by Mummers or on Zoe's own channel at Zoe Hardman and we'll see you Tuesday 